Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast that loves you, the podcast where fascinating people meet. And this is a bit of a different night because instead of a different guest coming on, I'm bringing me, myself, and I to talk to you. And hopefully, I won't be alone. Hopefully, If you saw the post about this show and you have a question about the topic, you will call in and join me. Now, my name is Madam Perry. This is Madam Perry Salon, the podcast. And, excuse me, and some of you know that in addition to having a podcast, uh, I'm the executive producer and host, and Megan Whitlock is the producer of the podcast. Um, I also own a public relations firm. Now, we do uh, PR, uh, publicity. I do a lot of entertainment publicity, but also do publicity for corporations. Uh, Some are tech communications or uh, people who work in the satellite communications business which is very fascinating, too, and also social media strategy. A few years ago, I had had so many clients or so many people come to me who needed public relations help, and they were, well, they were indie authors, which, you know, fortunately, uh, these days, a lot of the stigma is taken off of that, Uh, Because the problem, the reason people had a dim view of self-published books or small press, what they used to call vanity press, meaning that, well, you're just doing this for your own vanity to make yourself feel good to publish a book instead of going to uh, being chosen or selling your book to a big publisher or using a literary agent. But now... There's a very sophisticated, uh, much more sophisticated group who uses self-publishing and small press, and they are aware that there's a lot more than just writing a book, having your best friend say it's good, or your mother, or your father, your someone, and publishing it. They know that it needs to be edited. It needs to be critiqued by a professional. It needs a good cover. How many times have you seen indie books that have pretty much the same cover? Uh, But they need something original, something that grabs you. Yeah, book by its cover? Well, you may not be able to tell it, but it will certainly attract you or make you go, nah, never mind. So anyway, I had so many people come who they would already um, have their book published and say, I need to sell books. And I decided 
it just made me so sad to see people work so hard on a book and yet have absolutely no plan, uh, cohesive or otherwise, on how they were going to sell that book and promote the book before they finished it, before they turned it into a publisher or published it themselves. I felt that probably there were a lot of really good books and a lot of good books I read that were just going to be published and then instead of making a big splash, they just sort of slip beneath the waves without a murmur and for all intents and purposes, drowned. So I wrote a book for indie authors called Sell Your Book Today. And it gives a guide. So for people who don't know about publicity, don't know about how to promote a book, when to promote a book, what steps to take, how it should look, I wanted to give them a step-by-step guide, especially if they couldn't afford a publicist. I wanted to show them how to do it themselves, or I also hope people would take advantage of the information if they didn't have time to do it or couldn't do it. Maybe they had a best friend, a significant other, a parent, child, some family member, some friend who would take on the job and use the guide. I began to think uh, think about why people did this. I thought, surely people who write also read. And if they read, they know that there are certain authors that they like to follow, and they hear about the books before they come out. Uh, they might say, oh, great, I'm a, um, whatever, a James Patterson fan, or uh, David Baldacci, or... Karen Slaughter fan, and you think, oh, yeah, I saw in a magazine, I saw in the paper that they've got a new book coming out five months from now. Uh, This is, like, this is September, and I know it's going to be here by Christmas, so I can get it and put it on my Christmas list. And they know that people put out books, put out the promotion ahead of time, but somehow they never translated that into they could and should do it for their own. I always wondered if it was because, and bear in mind, we won't be talking about just book publicity. If there's something else on your mind, something that you work with that you want to promote, I'm going to give you and be here to answer questions for you about every kind of publicity, uh, PR, and social media strategy um, when you call in. Now, but I always felt that maybe these people saw all the movies, and I'm not saying people are stupid, but you know, it's um, this is what's fed to people a lot. They see TV shows and movies, dread about, especially series you're watching. All of a sudden, one character decides, I want to write a story. I want to write a book. So you see a couple of episodes where they're just writing away. Then they go, oh, I've got publisher interest. Then they get their book published. First book, no pre, uh, pre-publication, publicity, promotion work at all. And in every TV show and movie, as soon as that person's book is out, then you see them sitting at a table 
at a big bookstore, maybe uh, Barnes and Noble or um, any other large store, and there is a line from the table where they're autographing the book, a line from that table out the door, down the street, and maybe even around the corner, around the block. And it just plants that in people's minds. It's almost uh, like, all i got to do is write this book, and there they'll be. And then when they write it and publish it, and it's not that way, you know, people can get very discouraged. And you hate to see somebody work so hard on something and then be confused and be discouraged about why it's not out. Well, the reason why is because you have to start ahead. If you have a publication date, the minimum you can start promoting is three to four months ahead. If you've got uh, a Christmas publication or a Christmas book or Christmas records or Christmas um any kind of art or decorations that you've created, or you've got a Christmas special with your business. You know, uh, we're going to give a Christmas special or whatever. You have to have those in by June or July. And there's a very good reason for that, too. Uh, so, oh, and I've also got a, uh, I just had a message from my producer, Megan, saying that uh, we're going to be out about amongst the people soon, so I'm going to give you that date as well. Thank you, Megan. And if you don't hear me say it, I'm going to have it right here, your message in front of me. Uh, you can always gently remind me. So um, the reason why is this. When people say, uh, people would come to me and they'd say, can you, can you get me some reviews? Can you get me into a bookstore? Can you get this or that? If you want your book reviewed by a magazine, by a newspaper, uh, whether it's the New York Times or your local paper, whether it's something like a Publishers uh, Weekly, you have to give them time to get the book from you. And this is a pre-publication copy. So you would always mark on there, uh, not for publication, Please contact the author before quoting a line, just in case there's still going to be some um, typos or something like that in there. So you have to give them time to check it, get the book. The editor of the magazine or paper or blog or zine would give them time to get the book, forward it to the editor in charge of your genre, or type of book that you write, and then once they say, okay, yeah, I like this, I think we should have somebody interview it, then they have to assign it to a reviewer who will read the book and write it. But that reviewer probably has a stack of books already. So they have to get it into their, you know, we all have what we call a, reader, a TBR pile, a to-be-read pile, and they've got a TBR to-be-read pile. So they have to have time to take the book, read it, then write their review, turn it into the editor, let the editor uh, look it over and see, you know, is this good? Is this, should, we, should we change anything? Is it the right amount of words? Is this just, uh, the right balance on how you view the book? 
and then have time to submit it for publication. What issue will it be in? So there's a lot more than just handing somebody a book. And you've got to think about how many books you see, how many books you don't see in a bookstore. And these people, at the all the, the editors, are just getting books. At, it would almost be like a cartoon. There'd be like a truckload of books coming in, you know, maybe a, a truck offloading it. <laughs> <laughs> just a, uh, like a semi or something, just offloading books uh, uh, from the mail to these people. Please review my book. Please review my book. Um, and then sometimes they don't want your copy. They want a. Uh, they may want a hard copy. They may want a just an e copy. And you have to know what they want. And to do that, you go to the guidelines. And I may feel like I'm breaking it down too much for people who've been through this, but a lot of people I've found go into publishing the book and hoping for success without having any of this information. And so that's why I want to make sure it's there. Now, if you have questions about anything that I'm talking about right now or something you want to talk, want me to, to address later, like uh, – publicity or social media strategy for music or for uh, a business you have. Maybe you have a cleaning business or uh, a mechanics business. I've done PR for a printing company. I've done it for plastic surgeons. I've done it for uh, companies that are involved in, I say this, um, satellite communications and people who work with astrophysicists. So there's a wide variety of people I've worked for. So please, you know, give me a call about anything you have. And if it's something I haven't worked with, I'll bet I can find the information you need rather quickly. So anyway, to get back to the situation, so once they've got to have time to get that book in, uh, have it reviewed, send it to a reviewer, let them have time to read it, get it back to you, and then get it out for a particular issue. Because you need to have that done before the book comes out. That way, when you try to get into a Barnes & Noble or even your local bookstore, whatever, they need to know that this isn't just something you just printed off your printer. They don't know if it's good, bad, whatever. Uh, maybe you just did it at night, and you could do that, and it could be bad, or you could do that, and it could be a fantastic book, but they don't know. So you need to give your, uh, you need to love your book enough to give cred that you know it deserves, and do things like a professional. Um, you'll need to, you say, well, how do I know where to send it? Well, you gather a press, a media list. And, um, again, in my book, Sell Your Books Today, and by the way, if you're listening to this on Blog Talk Radio, live broadcast tonight at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time, and this is Tuesday, September the 5th, 2023, if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio in the description, I've got links to the book, Sell Your Books Today. And, of course, my tagline there is, you know, people can't buy your books if they don't know about them. 
and is also a link to my business, which is called Lone Wolf Communications, LLC. And you can go to, yeah, click that link, go to my company, and see what we have going on, what I've done for some of the things I've done for other people. Find out specials I've got going on. Maybe it's uh, a course I'm giving. A, I've been giving these courses for a few years. It's a four-week learning how to DIY your book promotion, and it's a four-week course. And then there's four weeks as a small group, and then you also get one hour of just you and me talking and going over what you can do and what you need to do for your own project. Uh, And that'll be on the website as well. Anyway, back to where we were going. So you need to have, if you want to be taken seriously, you need to have your publicity plan in place at least least four to six months ahead. Um, and again, if you don't call in, if you want to ask a question, my number is 646-716-9922, and it's a toll-free call in the continental U.S. Blog Talk Radio promises me that. Okay, and I have someone calling me here in the genie bottle. Hi, this is Madam Perry Salon. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, doing great, doing great. Um, just uh, step on in, introduce yourself, and tell me, what can I help you with in publicity? Well, I'm Jacob, uh, Jacob Whitlock, and I'm, I'm wanting to start my own handyman soon, and I'm kind of just wanting some pointers. If, just kind of hoping I'm in the right place for some direction here. Yes, 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 yes. And... Oh my gosh, yeah, handyman. <laughs> that that is something uh when people need a handyman, they need a handyman and they need the one that they can trust. Uh well Jacob, do you let's see, do you already have a uh social media presence for your website? I mean for your business? Uh not at the moment, I do not. Okay. Um well how do you feel? Because some people are very uncomfortable with social media. Some people, I was going to address this later, some people go, I don't want to get on there. It's all crazy. It's all trash. It's all weird. And then there are some people that spend way too much time on it. Um, do you use social media at all? I do sometimes. Uh, a lot of my business is word of mouth, but I do get on social media from time to time. Okay. Well, um I would think with a lot of what you do, you probably can show, if your client agrees to it, uh, before and after photos Absolutely. of your work. Do you, do you ever do you ever do that? Take pictures? To... Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, that's a that's a great strategy. Okay, and I would say one of the reasons why uh, I like Instagram and uh, I think now there's Threads over. Um, some other social media is because it's pictures. You know, it's more pictures than words, and that's what you want. You want the picture. You want what you do, and what you improved for someone. The results that you got to be what people see, and that's a better place because you got that nice square picture, and you can have, um, hey, 
so happy, another satisfied customer. They needed this, and this is what the situation was, and this is what we did. And people love to see that. You know, like, you know how crazy people are about makeover shows or even on YouTube and such. They just love to see it and hope that they can get that done too. Right. Yeah, I have to agree. I love I love watching shows like that, and I have to say it's very exciting for the customer. Yes. Also, um, how do you feel about uh, YouTube? Because I've even uh, gone to check things out and tried to uh, figure things out on my own from YouTube. Uh, Some things sound simple, like I didn't know how to uh, change the battery in my uh, and the key for my car, so I found somebody on YouTube. Show me, they showed me how to do it. But I see a lot of people on YouTube that will show you anything from a drywall, if you've got to replace a part of your wall, or uh, any kind of handy uh, handyman work that needs to be done on there. And you can sit there and watch it and think, wow, this guy knows what he's doing. I, maybe I could do that, but maybe I couldn't. Yeah. But maybe I better let a professional do it. So, uh yeah, you could also do videos. They don't have to be long. I think sometimes the shorter they are, the more people well, – I, I know with me, the shorter they are, the more inclined I am to watch it because I know they're not going to be going on and on with anything that I don't need to see. Just show it to me. Show me how you do it. Show it how it ends up. So would you feel comfortable making little videos? Yeah, that's uh, something I could look into. I know a lot of times when I need to do something, I – take myself to YouTube University for a minute. And <laughs> yeah, that's I good. <laughs> I, come out, uh, I come out an expert, so, you know, that may be a great idea. So, Okay, you, I love that, YouTube University. <laughs> I've got to use that. I always just call YouTube my playground, but, yeah, YouTube University is great um, because, yeah, you do have a lot of experts there uh, that show you stuff, and I've got most of my – Education on Photoshop and everything else are there from it. Uh, things to do with gardening. Yeah. And that, yeah. And two, if people see you talk, I mean, if you talk the way you're talking to me right now, Jacob, I can tell that you not only know what you were doing, but the way you talk, that you would make people feel confident um, in what they could do, but more, also, but even more so confident in contacting you. Right. Well, that's definitely something I'll look into, Jennifer, and I I really appreciate you, and unfortunately, i got to hop off here, but I thank you, and I thank you for your time here, and I appreciate your help. All right, great. Take a handy, man. Well, thanks for calling in. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. That was a very good question because there are – I love the way you said YouTube University because, yeah, I do – I get entertained. I get educated from YouTube uh, all the time, and that's why I just think it's so much fun, whether it's learning a dance or, like I said, learning how to uh, fix something with uh, uh, something around the house and my husband's not there to do it. You know, I love that. So uh, very good. Now, another thing, too, people talk about is, as I mentioned to Jacob, uh, we were talking about social media. And, yeah, people. some people say, oh, I hate it. Oh, it's trash. I don't like this. But, you know, it's like anything else. 
you, you're going to find what you want to find or look for. I know people talk about, well, if you get on Twitter or whatever, it's all kind of awful stuff and and it's just awful. It's trashy. It's dirty. It's like, whereas a lot of the people I've worked with on Twitter or follow on Twitter and I've handled Twitter accounts for other people before. I call it ghost tweeting. So it doesn't matter if you're a, a a musician, a producer. I've done this for all kinds of people, um, editors. I'll do it, of course, in their voice. So you would never think. So I want whoever sees it or follows it to know that that's the person or feel like that's the person talking to them. I want to say it the way they would say it in their voice. And I find the most fun people on Twitter. One thing I did, and this was for each client, I had at one time I had eight clients for whom I was handling their Twitter account. And I thought, okay, now how can I get all this done? How can I get all of them a following of people uh, in their fields? Of course, there are the usual ways, like, you know, look for people who are interested in what you do, who would be good colleagues, uh, good clients, and also people who could help you. For example, I'm saying somebody you could be a colleague with, you could help each other or uh, learn from each other, a client, somebody that could use your service, like, oh, that's a, well, that's a producer that understands my music. Or when I say find someone who can help you, you could also find people who, say, work in the media. And if you produce music, say you produce whether you specifically are in country, alt country, maybe emo, prog, whatever people listen to, or whatever you're working with, actually, your clients, you can find magazines, uh, radio shows, TV, even YouTube TV shows that are incredibly popular. And if you get to know these people, maybe follow them, uh, comment on them, their posts, uh, because it can't be all me, me, me. You've got to care about other people. You've got to give them congratulations when something happens or a happy birthday. It's got to be interaction. You might can find somebody and say, yeah, I'd like to write about you in my magazine. Um, I see that you've been doing uh, a lot of work with bands like, okay, I'm just going to say Zero Seven because I've been listening to a lot of Zero Seven lately. Uh, and you say, yeah, I like the way you sound, kind of like Zero Seven, so... Uh, with the work that you do, I'd love to write write an interview, write a story about you, do an interview. So you can find people on all ends uh, that can work with you and your clients. The next thing I was going to get to is promotional items and your events. And also we can talk about if you're looking for a publicist, or promoter, or somebody to handle social media strategy. How do you find the one that's right for you? So we're going to work on that now. Now I'm going to give you just a moment. I'm going to play a, I've got a little uh, special message, and then I'll be right back. So Chuck, talk to us about Fisdale being the Knicks new coach what's your uh, thoughts on that well 
Well, I, I tell you right now, Ernie, it don't matter who gonna coach this team. They don't got no talent on it, and I don't. Man. I don't really feel I talk. That's kind of I don't feel I talk about the Knicks right you now. Talk about lunch? No. <laughs> what would you like to talk about, Chuck? See, Ernie, I've been listening to a podcast called Madame Perry Salon, and I think Jennifer Perry. She's a great host. I mean, she got all these bestseller authors, Rasta, all the comedians. What about people we that could, don't have rings? Here we go. Again. I got Real funny. Real funny. <laughs> but I think she's great, and I think people would love her show. She got a great laugh. She make the laugh come out of nowhere, like an eagle come in there and just steal the whole show. It's 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 a beautiful thing. It's not terrible. On a sick collision course and sweet life dies Feeling like we owe ourselves to give it a try
All right. That was Whiskey Wears Off by Dane Lewis, country singer Dane Lewis. He was a guest on uh, the show about a year ago. Fantastic guy, young guy, and just one of those people that you better go see him now while you can before the tickets cost $500,000. And uh, just a super nice uh guy great to have on the show okay so anyway so we're back uh madam perry salon i'm talking about publicity public relations social media strategy ask me anything and yes i have done ask me anything on reddit about this and got some very interesting questions um now one thing that will help, we don't, um, and, and remember, you can call in. The number is 646 716 9922. That's 646 716 9922. It's a toll free call in the continental U.S. And one thing I was going to say that helps is because we, uh, is we were talking about promotional items. And what you could do with promotional items, everybody gets some swag, whatever, say, what what you could do with them and why they matter. Uh, I tend to say that we live in a short attention span world. That does not mean I am saying, you know, people are stupid and have short attention spans. What I do mean by that, have so many messages in so many mediums assaulting their senses at all times. We've all seen uh, the meme on social media that says the biggest lie that I tell myself is, I don't have to write that down. I'll remember it. And that is me. Um but it doesn't mean you're stupid or forget. It just means you've got so much. Think about everywhere you go. You could walk out, um, say you're downtown in a big city or even a small, like a city square. When you go out, you've not only got signs around you, you know, come to this place, that place, our business. Sometimes there will be advertisements in the, in the menu boards outside. There will be actual paintings or drawings of advertisements for a business on the sidewalk where you're walking. You look down, you got them there. You see things on people's clothes. You listen to the radio. You watch TV. Go to social media, and there are also pop-ups of ads everywhere. Uh, I was um, at an event at a hotel, and I noticed even as I went out to wait for the valet to bring my car, not only are there uh, the newspapers and things, and there's a radio going on in the area where you wait for your car to be brought. There's also a TV screen overhead with news on it. And it's like there is no place where your mind can be quiet. So, so many things are competing for your attention at all times. So, people have to see things over and over. And as I said, people can't buy your book if they don't know it, about it. But what about? When you see something about a book, you read about it, you go, that's, oh, I've got to get that, i got to get that. And then you completely forget about it because everything else is going on in, 
like, I don't know, life, and everybody else trying to get your attention. Um, and if you don't write it down or you don't get tickets, that's one thing that's aggravated me, not getting tickets for a show in time, and then uh, either I can't get a good seat or tickets have been bought and been being re- have uh, the resellers, you know, jack the prices up. Uh, so having a oh, promo tools, besides just average, I mean, you do need reviews. You do need advertising, but sometimes a little swag to carry around or have people see is a great help, but especially if you have a street team. Now, you've been to places, I know sometimes if you go to festivals, concerts, some places, you'll see people that a company has paid to stand outside and give away free things, like um, it might be free candy or soft drink or whatever they've got. They've got people that they're wearing their hat, their shirt, everything on them advertises this company and this product. They're handing it out to you. They're giving you coupons. That's that's a street team. It's a marketing tactic. And that's great because you've got something in your hand that if it's something you can eat or drink, you know, or use, stay in your mind if you like it. Plus, all their clothes have everything on it. They've probably got a big sign or a banner standing uh, near them. So that gets in your mind. But then you think, well, yeah, street team, because that's going to cost a lot of money. But I believe there are many, many ways that you can live cheap with style. <laughs> that was the title of a book I saw once many years ago, Live Cheap with Style. Um, so what you would do is, to get a street team, here's what you can do. Do you really want to know about this? I need somebody to put a hand up and let me know that this is something they're interested in. Okay. All right. I've got a couple of hands. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Jean. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, David. Thank you, Ricky. Okay. we got a group going on. All right. Uh Think about first, start close to you, and get your friends. Now, say you have some T-shirts and hats made up or maybe some bags. You know, there are companies where, you know, you can check around, get good prices, um, whether you go local or go with a well-known company that makes promo items. Get some bags made. Uh, get something with on there. Have your friends wear them. Carry the bags. Carry the book. So that way, wherever they go, people see it. If there's uh, um, like a little tote bag, you know, a little canvas bag or the baseball hats, those are the things that everybody loves. And if they lose it somewhere, somebody's going to use it. Somebody's going to pick it up and take it. All right. But you got to spread out. Well, sometimes it's good to put out something. If you've got friends, if you've got social media, put out say, hey, my book is going to be published in two months. I need some people to read it, honest review, and I'd also give you the swag. I'll give you T-shirts. I'll give you hats. I'll give you, um, I'll see what else can you do, hats, the bags, uh, bracelets, you know, little rubber bracelets or whatever with the title on it. But just give them all kind of stuff if it's uh, uh Let's see. The 
depending on what your book's about, you can make some things that are specific to the story, wore a certain type of flower all the time in their hair or a certain perfume or a certain food that they liked, you can do that. Uh, but find something. And then once you put online and people respond to it, that means these things are going out all over maybe the country, maybe out of the country. Uh, whatever country you live in, you can send things abroad somewhere else. Uh, and then another thing I like to do is put the stuff, put your book, put your records, put your business, put your signs, your advertisements in unlikely or unconventional places. I once had a client come to me with uh, somebody referred her to me, and she had just she had already published her book, so it was already out. So we had that not going for us, um, and it was close to Thanksgiving. So uh, it's already published. It's close to Christmas. No prep work. We are already behind. No reviews already out. Uh, but she tells she had, I read through her book, she had a good book. She had characters, strong story. Uh, it was extremely well done. So I thought, okay, we got everything going against us here. What can we do? So, well, first of all, we're going to start with... Um, all the bookstores have already booked all they're going to book as far as authors coming to have a book event. And by the way, you'll never hear me say book signing because nobody gives a flip about somebody sitting there behind a table waiting to sign a book. I like to have author events to draw people in. I've had author events that were pop-up nightclubs. Uh, I did pop-up nightclub at a coffee shop, uh, in a Barnes & Noble. Uh, in Austin, Texas, a coffee shop in uh, New Orleans. We had a singer, had a um, uh, burlesque performer read the book, uh, read some of the book. Uh, <laughs> I've done that a lot, actually. Uh, make it an event. Make it something that people want to go to, not just sit there behind a table uh, to sign a book. That's, yeah, that's dull. That's um you're not giving anybody anything. If they don't know who you are, you're not attracting them. Uh, so I like to make it an event. And if you want to know more about that kind of thing, you can take my course. Again, it's called uh, Sell Your Books Today. Go to my website, Lone Wolf Communications, LLC, and it's lonewolfcom, that's C-O-M-M dot net. And you will see the advertisement for my course. And I will tell you how to make an author event, a book event, not just sit behind a desk and hope to goodness somebody comes to your table rather than going out of their way to go around you. Uh, so we came up with things. And, and, yes, I even recently had a client uh, who said, can't you get me anything now? Can't you get me something this? So look. It's Christmas. Everybody's always, everybody's, every bookstore has already done all they're going to do. But anyway, so getting back to this writer, uh, her name was Sherry Meeks, and her book was called Finding Tambry. So we went and called it the Unconventional Finding Tambry Tour. We set up events in uh, wellness centers and restaurants, Mexican restaurant, a wine bar. And when we put the uh, the press releases out, we made sure people knew that all you've got to do, your Christmas shopping already, come in, 
take a load off, have a glass of wine, and get a couple of books wrapped. That way you can mark a few more names off of your list and go. And that's what she did. She read. There was uh, there were situations where she read the book. There was somebody playing music nearby, so it made it more of an event. Uh, she answered questions that people had about writing because she's also um, a, a college professor and uh, teaches literature and writing. So people got information about writing their own books. Uh, they had musical entertainment by her sister, who was a great musician, and uh, also once they heard the story, once they felt good, they felt good. They didn't feel like they were being sold to. They felt like they were, um, they felt kind of brought in and 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 into a little social club or a party. And when they bought the book, and this is one of the things that I said to do, I said, go ahead and measure the amount of paper, gift wrap paper it will take to wrap the book and have a stack of them. And that way, when somebody comes to buy, say, is this a gift? Would you like to go ahead and have an autograph for that person? And I can go ahead and gift wrap it for you. I mean, at these days, who would not want a gift purchased and already wrapped that you can just take home? And whether it was in the Mexican restaurant where she did it or the wine bar, um, I even had a book throughout the southeast. And then when she had um, – a business trip in, I think a business trip in Kansas. I even had her booked out there at a uh, Barnes and Noble, so she could um, do her business by day and go and go have an author event at a big store at night, uh, and then do TV shows. I uh, got her TV interviews that helps a lot too, and radio interviews. But thing is, if you want something from someone. I think you not only have to make it worth their while, but do something really for them. Do something to make someone else's job easier. If you get a store to let you have an author event, and I can't emphasize this enough, especially if I'm not going to be able to attend it, do everything that you can, whether this is whether you're a band, writer, uh, artist, uh, business, maybe you've got a um, a med spa you're trying to get people to come to, whatever it is, whoever is kind enough to provide you with a date, a place to have your event venue does promotion for you, puts you in their newsletter, puts you in the local paper, do everything you can to make them glad they did it. Make sure you do what you can to bring in business. Be kind, be thoughtful, be courteous to to the staff as well as the guests. Don't leave a mess. And anything you can do to make them not only feel like you were a real professional and easy to work with, but something that makes them look good to their bosses too, and they will do everything they can to help promote you. So, yeah, I do believe I do believe that there's a lot of give and take, and should always be mindful of how we treat other people. Now, let's see. I haven't really mentioned anything about 
my corporate clients, uh, who who am I and why am I talking about this? When I started in the business, let's see, uh, back, heck, maybe 20 years ago. Now, before that, I had produced and hosted a cable television show in Atlanta, Georgia. It was on entertainment. And I had a lot of really uh, interesting people on. Uh, and I also did guest hosting for other shows and interviews. But then later on, um, when I went to school to study communications and learn more about public relations, publicity, and social media strategy wasn't as big back then when I started. But I got I had the wonderful fortune to work with companies that put me to work on projects for Feld Entertainment. I worked on the high school musical on ice, and I handled all the Hispanic media for that because uh, in the area of Atlanta because um, Spanish was my minor. And also, I got to work for HBO documentaries for about uh, almost two years. I did the publicity for their uh, premieres, and that was fantastic. That's where I first learned a lot about dealing with media and setting up uh, media tours. I also worked with Project Hope, you know, some groups like that. Uh, Again, as I said, I worked with uh, Plastic Surgeon, MedSpa, satellite communications companies, authors, filmmakers, musicians. Uh, At first, I just just grabbed everything, but I really, really uh, just found that I enjoyed, I enjoy when people have something that they have worked on, whatever it is, whether it's a film, a book, a product, um, satellite antenna, whatever it is they've worked on and done well, helping them get it out to the people who could use it, who need it, who could benefit from it, and go on to create benefits for the rest of the world. I, I just find that very exciting, and especially finding Again, unconventional and clever ways to do that. If you are working with a company, a technical company, say you um, say you work with somebody who they're a coder, uh, they write code for a living, or maybe they create webtoons. They still need social media, but they may not always have uh, time or know every possible avenue to promote social media or who their audience is. Uh, They might think, oh, just people who like webtoons or anime or whatever. But there's always, always a broader. As I said, I always have three audiences when I do social media for a client, and that is who would be their buyers or their fans, who would be their colleagues, so you can um, help and support one another. And who would be the people who can help you get ahead, whether it's uh, media or someone in a position to also help you get another job or get another client who wants to hire you, Uh, the audiences I look for and try (laughs) to set my strategy in such a way that the client builds their following and interact with people in those three groups. And when you start that, you have to remember, too, that 
there are three important parts of media. You have your message, you have the audience, and you have the medium that you're using to reach that audience. How do you get your message to this particular audience using this medium in a way that will attract their attention and make them want to learn more about you? And believe it or not, uh, time is up, but I'm really trying to give you as much legitimate, no-nonsense information on publicity, public relations, and social media strategy as I can in one hour. Uh, my book, Sell Your Books Today, uh, people can't buy your books if they don't know about it. You can get it on Smashwords. You can get it on uh, Barnes uh, & Barnes Noble. It's an ebook. I didn't put it out. Um, I have an editor working on a hard copy book for me, but I like the fact that with an ebook, you've got it right there. It's quick. <laughs> you don't have to keep up with something and carry it around. You've got it right there in whatever device you use to read. It's five ninety nine. Whether you, I think whether you get it at um, Smashwords, Kobe, Barnes Noble, or any of the other retailers that carry it and you can also just look that up or look at my website for a link to it and um, and if you or an author want to learn more about how to be your own publicist yeah, check out the site also I've had some musicians lately now my next book I was working on was the same DIY publicity for musicians and if you're a musician and I've had some say that they're going to take the next course. They've already signed up for the next course for books. They say that they figure they can take away the same principles for musical uh, publicity. But if you, and maybe a friend or another musician, if you have four people that would like a course strictly on promoting music, or your band, or whatever it is that you do with music, uh, whether you teach anything, let me know, and I can create a course just for you, or whatever you do, uh, whether it is, are you an esthetician, um, a hairdresser, do you have a med spa, are you an indie filmmaker, small business, I will be happy to help you. So go to the website and see what else I've got that you can learn from. Look at pictures of some of my clients and some of the things that they create. I am proud of everybody I've ever worked with and uh, I can't brag about them enough. So thank you so much. If you've listened this long, thank you. Uh, I'm just delighted to work in this business and delighted to talk to you. And hope you'll continue to listen to the show. And I hope you'll follow, subscribe, leave a review, and uh, don't forget what I always say at the end, everybody's got to swing.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.